God bless the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill is such a special place. They're going to know Rock Hill for more than Football City USA. Pathways, Indoor Center, Knowledge Park. It's just a wonderful time to be in Rock Hill right now. The city of Rock Hill is one of the only destinations that fully gets it. It builds world-class venues that are better than anywhere in the United States. Hello and welcome into the Rock Hill CityCast. My name is Matthew Cray and we aim to keep you informed on all things going on inside the city of Rock Hill. But today we're going to mix it up just a little bit. Christmas is just a few days away. So I have a, a host of elves, I guess, to help tell some, some Christmas stories, discuss some fun Christmas things. Alongside me today, I have Ashley Studebaker, Katie Quinn, and Carly Keller. How are you guys doing? Good. Lovely. Good. Merry Christmas. Awesome. Well, what you're going to hear in the episode is a discussion that we're going to have and then Christmas stories from different people here at the city of Rock Hill, and they're going to be interspersed. You'll hear it as it happens, but that is what you guys will be hearing. But I want to start with Christmas movies, because as the season comes around, there are certain movies that are dubbed Christmas movies. And Carly, I want to hear from you first. What is your favorite Christmas movie and why? Go ahead and scoot a little bit closer to the mic. Home Alone 2 is definitely the best. Some people may argue that sequels aren't as good as the first one mm-hmm. but with home alone 2 i think it is better than the first it has a lot more comedy than the first one and i am a sucker for slapstick okay you like <laughs> you like your comedy katie, katie what about you uh, i'm gonna go elf nothing beats to me will ferrell in a elf suit running around new york city i am i am right there with you elf is by far my favorite the good lines are great and i feel like there are so many lines that go unnoticed in that movie to where if you were to watch it a thousand times like katie and i probably have you would catch it do you have a favorite line from that movie or a favorite moment um uh, buddy the elf what's your favorite color oh (laughs) just you know the the basics of that crack me up um just you know him in that office setting crack yeah just makes me laugh so I'm gonna go Elf too. Okay. I know it's everybody's going Elf, but there's I feel an elf like too. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's I, the lines in Elf. I think I say them all throughout the year, and my my favorite part is um, the Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. Like that's my favorite part. <laughs> the narwhal. Um, yeah, narwhal. So, but Home Alone is probably. I guess you wouldn't consider it a classic, but I, I mean, I don't know. But Home Alone's definitely right there at. All right, Number so two. let's re- run through some of the other classics so we don't talk just about Elf for the people out there who are like, I don't love, don't love Elf or I want to hear about something else. What are some of the others that either we can uh, talk through some of them we like and we don't like them where, where we stand? Uh, what about, what were some of the ones we were discussing beforehand? Favorite classic for me is White Christmas. White Christmas? Yeah, um, I like the singing and the, the storyline with that and... Um, yeah, White Christmas for me is my favorite classic. And Christmas Vacation is right at the top of the list too. That was something my family and I always watched on Thanksgiving to kind of mm. signify the start of the Christmas season. Uh, what about It's a Wonderful Life? And I know that one might be a little hit. Do you like that one, Carly? I do, I do. What do you like about it? Um, it's just heartwarming and seeing... I know you said it was a little boring, and I do <laughs> agree it does get a little kind of boring at times um but i love the ending where uh it ends happy and it's a nice like family kind of uh setting and 
it ends it ends just really well. If uh, I could skip right to the end, I'd be okay with okay. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think some other good ones are uh, Christmas with the Cranks, where they're I love that one. They're they're going on vacation, and then their daughter is coming home, and they end up borrowing the tree from Does the neighbors. Does someone get like a really gone. orange spray tan? Yes. Okay. So yes. The, they're going on a cruise, and so Tim Allen, the dad, goes and gets a spray tan, but he either falls asleep or gets yes. it on a different setting. And I think he also gets uh, like some Botox injections, and so he can't. There's a scene where he's very tan and he can't move his mouth. It's really funny. So Tim Allen was in Christmas with the Cranks and Santa and Claus? And Santa Claus. Oh, oh I yeah. forgot about that one. I yeah. like I, Santa Claus. I love this Christmas. Now, that one's not really a classic. That one has, I do like this Christmas. But like Frosty, I don't know that, one. that one's a good one. It has comedy, but also at the end, kind of like most Christmas movies, it's funny. And then it kind of comes back and is like a family setting. So that one's a good one. But yeah. Frosty. Frosty's a good one. Just like Frosty the Snowman? Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. Oh. The, you mean one? like the TV show? No, no, no. Like the there's a movie, there's right? A movie. There's a movie. Oh. Yeah, there's a movie. And then uh, there's also a Rudolph movie. Like yes. the old, Rudolph. old, it's not quite claymation, but we'll say cartoon. Um, it's the Animagic. Animagic. There we go. Oh. That's why we brought Carly. Uh, she knows a, yeah. all the big more words than, that I don't know. More than know. we do. Right. The Grinch. The Grinch. Oh. Grinch. So yes. cartoon version or Jim Carrey Real. version? Jim Carrey. I'm a, I'm a car. I like the cartoon version. Cartoon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Bold. Yeah. Really. Um, we've got a Christmas Carol, and that's been redone several times. I like the plot of a Christmas mm-hmm. Carol. I'm not sure which of the versions I like best. Bill Murray. You have to Bill, go Bill Murray. You got version. Bill Murray. You got regular. You got Muppets. Muppets. Yeah. Muppets. <laughs> Muppet version. And then uh, a Christmas Story. Oh yeah. With that the, was always my uncle's favorite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything to add on the movie front? No. All right. Well, we're going to head over to a story from one of our people right here at the city of Rock Hill. Christopher Herman, uh, the transportation planner for the city of Rock Hill. I have a big family from back in Kentucky. My dad has three brothers. I'm one of 11 grandchildren. So there's a lot of us. So every year we do our best to get together and, and spend the holidays and exchange gifts and just spend some good quality time with each other. So in exchanging gifts... Everybody kind of makes a list to try to help out because there's a lot of us. It's hard to keep up with. And, you know, that helps getting a list of kind of what everybody would want so you don't get stuck trying to think, you know, what does this person really want or need. But it does kind of open up the opportunity for people to not coordinate and communicate and talk to one another. And a person could get the very same gift multiple times in one year. So, um this was back in 2001. I was in middle school. Um, I was really getting into uh, alt rock, buying chains, spiking up my hair, really trying to be real cool at 14. So I was hoping to get a couple of CDs for my Sony Discman. I really loved this new band at the time called Creed. I know the stigma it has today, much like Nickelback or other bands from the 2000s, you know, it's real cringeworthy now, but they were immensely popular back then. So I wanted the new Creed CD. So that was on my list. Um, We get to Christmas morning, we're going around the room. We kind of do it in order from youngest grandchild all the way up to oldest. I'm the oldest. I'm going to wait 11 turns to find out what I get. So I open up my first present, you know, it's a small flat square present i know it's a cd open it and it's the new creed cd yay great i thank them for for getting it for me i'm excited we move on around the room i'm looking down at the other presents and there are three or four of the same shape and size so i think great i've got most of the cds i asked for 
go around the room. My turn comes back up. I open up another one. It's the same Creed CD. A couple of people giggle and kind of look at each other. We move on. We go around the room again. I open up a third gift. I have a third Creed CD. So now people are laughing and, and howling around the room and demand that I open up the fourth one. Okay, great. Open up the fourth, and I have not one, not two, not three, but four Creed CDs. I only have one Sony Discman, so I'm a teenager full of angst. I'm not all that happy. The adults around the room are howling with laughter and crying at this point because nobody talked to one another, and I got the same thing over and over and over. So now, 20 years later, it's kind of been a printed Christmas tradition and kind of the running gag that every time somebody opens up a gift, I bet it's a Creed CD. So, you know, at the time I was embarrassed and sad, but now as an adult, I look back on it and it's, it's pretty funny. And, uh, one of those good memories that now has become a Christmas tradition for our family. Marcia McTuck, Senior Communications and Marketing Coordinator at the City of Rock Hill. I was 11 years old. My grandparents lived a couple of hours away from us in Buffalo, New York, so they would send my mom money to do their Christmas shopping for my brother and me. Then she would wrap the gifts and bring them to my grandparents' house when we were, went to celebrate with them. So that year, I was opening a gift at the same time as my grandparents. I opened mine and I thought, wow, this is really adult-like. I loved it. It was a beautifully framed family picture of my parents and my brother and me. It was our yearly church directory family photo. I thought it was so cool. I didn't have anything like this in my room. Well, I looked up and saw my parents with oh no looks on their faces. I saw my grandparents looking a bit confused because they were looking down at a box with an outfit for an 11 year old girl. And of course my older brother was laughing. Obviously, my mom and dad were probably wrapping presents bleary-eyed at night and got the tags mixed up. My brother teased me for years because he thought I was faking that I liked it just to be polite and gracious, but I really did want that family photo. I didn't get to keep the photo that year and never got a framed family photo until I was in college. You know, I am for the very first time suddenly wondering, after all these years, if my brother switched the tags to pull a prank. Now we're going to move on to what might be a uh, a bit of a testy topic between people in the community, and that is Christmas music. And people have different opinions on what you play and when you can play it. Uh, I think I want to start off, and I'm just you know ask the hard hitting question right off the bat, Ashley. Christmas music. When are you allowed to play it? Is is there a Thanksgiving line? their Halloween line. When, when is your Christmas music window? I grew up listening to Christmas music probably from August to New Year's Day, thanks to my mother. And my dad was miserable during that time. <laughs> now, uh, my, my, my five-year-old, he wants, he's all about Christmas music right now. So it's like I was scarred kind of from my childhood. So I don't play Christmas music until like, you know, this week. The oh, week of the Christmas. Week of Christmas. Okay. I know. I'll throw it in there every once in a while, but I'm going to show my youthful age here. And uh, I'm a Justin Bieber mistletoe album kind of person. So <laughs> Ooh, Carly thanks- is giving oh, the thumbs, thumbs down. down. <laughs> after Thanksgiving, if you will. That's my argument. Okay, uh, Carly, when do you play Christmas music? After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving? Katie? 
Um, I'm, I'm more like Ashley, like Christmas week. I just, uh, yeah, I'm not really into, I guess Christmas music's okay, but yeah. I feel like I need it to get in the Christmas spirit. So I probably True. should have started playing it earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> Best Christmas album, in my opinion, Bare Naked Ladies. Hmm. Ah, okay, okay. I, I, I love the, I'm going to tell a quick story and then I'll tell the, which album I love the most, but I was with you guys about the after Thanksgiving all the way up until my freshman year of college. And I was, I like to argue and I stand my ground. And so I was like, after Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving. And then that year I decided, you know, I was very much Christmas after Thanksgiving and then I did it and I, I couldn't get in the Christmas spirit. And <laughs> so from now on my, my mantra is I will start listening to Christmas music whenever I want to start listening to Christmas music, whether that is August, October, maybe it is after Thanksgiving. July. But if I put like a set deadline on it, then I feel like I'm I'm holding something back. Maybe you can't that, be pressured to yeah. make a choice. Got yeah. It. So, be but true. favorite album, I love both of the Pentatonix albums. Oh, that's yeah. a those good one. are so good. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town is both my favorite song of theirs and my go-to karaoke song, as Katie knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I that. Hallelujah by them yes. is so good. Mm, uh, do you a, favorite songs, them. favorite albums? You said Mistletoe. Yeah. Carly? Uh, I'm more toward the classics. The I classics? Like the older Christmas music. Uh, Frank Michael Sinatra? Okay. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra. I'm going to uh, get ridiculed for saying <laughs> Justin Bieber. <laughs> That's okay. Chicago is another good Christmas album. Oh, yeah, album. that is a good one. Yeah. Um, Sam Smith has a good one. Okay. He, he is a, his voice is just incredible, but. Go ahead. Yeah. Did you have others, Carly? What's your favorite Christmas song? Um, I do like It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Johnny okay. Mathis and uh, Andy Williams sing it. Very good. Uh, what's your Wait, what's yours? So I said Pentatonix. Okay. Michael Bublé's is also mm. a oh, yeah, go-to classic, and he sings like he's older yeah. and more classic. Mm-hmm. So people love that one. Uh, who is the – there's another acapella group, and they sing the Christmas can-can and a version of the 12 – Straight No Chaser is what it's oh. called. And they, they sing the 12 Days I was, of Christmas. I was thinking about the group that used to be on Carmen Sandiego. Okay. <laughs> I have their album, too, and it's really good. I okay. can't remember the name of the group now, though. You think about I it. I will. It's called Straight No Chaser, and they do a version of the 12 Days of Christmas that at the end transforms into them singing Africa by Toto. Oh. <laughs> and it's really good. Rockapella. Rockapella? Yeah. Okay. They were the um the acapella group on Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego and they've got a really good Christmas oh, album. Um one of my favorite songs, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Oh, that's a good it's one. So good. Oh, I actually <laughs> have it as my alarm and Katie's over there laughing <laughs> in the corner. Before your yeah. time or after, <laughs> after. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah well, after. I'm before that, yeah. Yeah. My favorite Christmas song I think of all time is Silver Bells. Because mm. it oh, talks about Christmas one. in the city. Leah Youngblood, Planning and Development Director. When I was about 10, my family lived in Florida, South Florida, but all of our extended family lived in North Carolina, and so we traveled up to see them, but it was one of the rare years when Florida had a big snowstorm, and so I-95 got shut down, and we ended up spending two days in a hotel, and Along with the rest of the world, I remember feeling very lucky we actually got a hotel room because people were sleeping in the lobby and the hotel staff couldn't get in. And so we were kind of eating whatever we could find from the hotel kitchen and tromping over to the gas station next door and living off of handy snacks and Doritos and such. 
And my brother was younger than me, and so my parents had to explain that Santa might have already delivered our presents up in North Carolina. And so um, we decorated socks and hung them on our hotel window. And my mom still has those socks. She was telling me over the weekend. But I think we ended up getting like a chocolate bar from the gas station for that Christmas. And it was definitely so much fun and very memorable. My name is Dina Kiever, and I'm the Human Resources Director here at the City of Rock Hill. And I have my two children with me, Carly and Patrick. So several years ago, and we were trying to figure out exactly how long ago, but it's at least been 10 years, we had started a new Christmas tradition. Um, and we found an idea where you buy a nativity and we pick one neighbor each year and 10 nights before Christmas, we wrap up the individual pieces of the nativity and every night the kids go over and set a piece of this nativity out onto the neighbor's porch. But then the fun ensues because we do this under the cover of darkness. We try to go at night, maybe around, since it gets dark earlier in the winter, maybe uh, around 7, 7.30, um, just before we eat dinner at our house and just before everyone else goes to bed so they'll find the package when we ring the doorbell. Um, but a couple years, we had some unexpected returns. Last year, we had a neighbor that would leave gifts out for us. Uh, Every night we would bring the nativity to them. They would have a little gift out for us. Um, That was just last year. And then a couple years before that, how it all started really is we had this elderly neighbor. His name was Ed. And we started bringing food to him and gifts because he was alone. And then We ended up bringing him a nativity set 10 days before Christmas, and I guess it kind of fell into routine from there and just followed Christmases after. About two, maybe three years ago, we did a neighbor. She's a dear friend of mine, and it was about the fifth day, about halfway through. They had caught on to what we were doing, so they started looking for us around the house. They would turn all the lights on, and one time we almost got caught, and all of them were searching around the outside of the house, and we had to book it straight home, go around the backyard of one of our other neighbors' yards uh, to get home to our house. They hide in the bushes. They all dart behind the corner of the house. It's so fun for me to watch them. Patrick told the story about Mr. Ed, and I think I told Katie this, but this is a little bit funny because Mr. Ed, a few years afterwards, of course, he was elderly, and he got married a few years later, and he didn't remember that we had done it, so we redid him with his new wife. And it was so funny and cute because she loved it. And um, so we've just had a ball doing this each and every year. So one of the coolest parts about Christmas is traditions. And traditions are very different uh, based on where you come from. So there's not really – I mean, there are some that I think are – everyone does but there are traditions that are different to different people uh carly we'll come back to you first uh what what are some of your christmas traditions that you guys do one thing we always do when we go down to my grandma's for thanksgiving is after thanksgiving brunch or 
lunch, whatever we decide to do that year, we decorate the tree. Okay. So that's always fun. Uh, but as the cousins uh, have all gotten older, they don't want to do it as much anymore, so it's kind of sad. Uh, it's just uh, my grandma and a few others decorating the tree now. So do you wake up on Christmas Day at your house or at one of where you're traveling to? We always started at our house, okay. but we leave really early on Christmas. So we uh, have breakfast like really early in the morning. We leave probably about nine and we go to Virginia. Oh, wow. So okay. what you're telling me is that if you did gifts at your house Christmas morning, you got up at what time? Uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> what what times did you guys get up when you were younger versus now? <laughs> so my, my bro- I have two younger brothers okay. and my brothers were always afraid of Santa coming into the house. Um, and because it, and Santa was okay because he had to stay downstairs near the fireplace, but the Easter Bunny really freaked them out because the Easter Bunny <laughs> could go anywhere. Okay. But because they were afraid, they would sleep in my bed with me when we were younger um, because they, you know, felt safer or whatever. Yeah. So I think at that point, we would probably get up at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and wake mom and dad up to, to run downstairs. But yeah, it was, it was early mornings. Yeah, I would early mornings then my I have an older brother and we would always watch the Grinch the night before. And then it's funny because I would always think to myself going to sleep like, oh, I'm going to wake up super early or I don't even know if I'm going to sleep tonight because I'm so excited. But I would always end up falling asleep and then, you know, waking up seven, eight. But now, again, five year old, he's ready to roll (laughs) at like six. So no other option. We weren't allowed to come downstairs until 7 a.m. And that was the time, and I, I'm my. There's a. My mom says I was born caffeinated. I don't drink coffee because I was born <laughs> caffeinated. Which so I always had trouble going to sleep the night before, and then waking up like thirty so, or so minutes early and just having to wait, wait until seven, wait until seven. Well, there was one year where uh, my parents uh, had stayed up late wrapping their gifts, and when Santa came to deliver our gifts. He, he, he knew that my parents had been working hard, and so he went upstairs and turned our clocks back an hour. And so when we <laughs> came downstairs, we thought it was 7, but Santa gave our parents an extra hour of sleep. So we'd open gifts, and we had eaten breakfast, and we were like, how is it already 9 o'clock? That's like brilliant. That did not He's take tricky. that long. Yeah. And we realized uh, then what Santa had done. So that was pretty crazy. Uh, See, my brothers would have freaked out thinking Santa was in the room at some of the That's funny. Um, but tradition wise to get back to that art, I don't remember how this started, but we always would go to Christmas Eve service and then we would go to Outback with another family that we knew Mm, on Christmas Eve. Outback Steakhouse on Christmas Eve has been the the family tradition for at least the past 10 years. I think it's hard to remember because I feel like what we would do on Christmas growing up was just normal, like average, nothing. Cause I know some people are like, Oh, our big thing is on Christmas Eve, you know? And then Christmas day we do the traveling part. But now with a family of my own, I'm like, Oh, now it's time to like create our own traditions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, baking, I plan to bake Christmas Eve, like do that in some gingerbread houses. And, um, but as far as, anything above the ordinary i mean i don't know it was just like normal but now it's the time to create yeah when i was little um my mom used to get the giant um coloring books 
Mm. And so she and I, and I guess my brothers at the time, we would color Christmas coloring books, like giant ones. And once we got one colored, we'd hang it on the wall. And that was part of our Christmas decorations was the coloring book pages from the Christmas coloring books. And my grandfather's birthday was on Christmas Eve. Oh. And so it was always a big birthday celebration also. So we would celebrate mm. his birthday along with Christmas Eve. So, yeah, Christmas Eve was always the big celebration in our house. So uh, Some of the main state traditions that I think a lot of people do, uh, Christmas lights. Do you guys go around and, like, look at Christmas lights at all? We did. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Carla. Daniel Stowe Botanical Gardens is really amazing. They have uh, a beautiful display of Christmas lights. Uh, nearby there is, I think it's Stafford Park, uh, the neighborhood, they have Christmas lights. That's always really fun because the d- houses are all decorated in Christmas we lights. We have a really good friend who lives there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? That's yep. funny. Uh, we have a neighbor, uh, ha- who has their own winter wonderland. They have tons and tons of blowups and lights. So we just get our own view of the Christmas lights every year. It's really amazing to see. I like Christmas light. We did. We actually went to Stafford Park over the weekend, which was really cool because I like the houses that have either a theme or I'm like a less is more kind of person. Uh Um, White lights. I like, you know, if the if there's wreaths out there and you put lights on the wreath. I'm a less is more kind of person. The candles on the windows. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Rick Norwood, I'm the Director of Industrial Recruitment and Economic Development Department. When our kids were smaller, I think around eight, five and three, something like that, um, we were <coughs> setting up, you know, for I think Christmas dinner and our eight-year-old was playing in the next room and he had his normal toys, he had his, uh, he had his Legos and his Army men and his train set and of course he had the T-Rex, right? So we were just listening to him play along, and what we didn't realize, because we were in the other room, is that he had incorporated the manger scene into his little playset there. So that's no big deal, but we realized, of course, when we heard him scream out, run, baby Jesus, run, and he had the T-Rex and the baby Jesus from the manger scene, and he was chasing him. So that kind of gave a new, uh, a new perspective to, uh, to Christmas morning there. I'm Max Watson. I'm a senior communications and marketing coordinator. When I was little, and I couldn't tell you exactly what age, but uh, probably three, four, I was just old enough to remember it. I remember my dad had cut a tree out of the front yard, brought it into the house, much like the Christmas vacation uh, scene, and uh, brought the tree in. Must have been a day, maybe the the second day, but this was the on Christmas Day. Uh, we all woke up to a very sticky uh, Christmas. The uh, all the sap had come out of the pine needles and settled onto the Christmas presents, and so we spent the entire morning rewrapping Christmas gifts so that we could go to the go to uh, you know f- to visit family and and exchange presents, and so had to rewrap everything. And, uh, yeah, the floor had sap all over the floor. It was uh, terrible. So, uh, yeah, couldn't tell you why we didn't have a tree. I, I remember there was something. We had a tree, but for some reason we we, we had to cut a tree down. So. Hannah Horn, Executive Officer, the Gravity Center within the 
EUD department. When I was nine years old, the song of the year, okay, that everybody knew was Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, okay, Islands in the Stream. So that year, my parents gave me a cassette player, one of the little handheld ones that you used to like plug into at the library, you know, so a cassette player and a cassette of Islands in the Stream, Islands in the Stream, yeah, 1983, okay, is the year. So um, I, uh, they gave me like all these blank uh, tapes and I was so excited. And so that Christmas, uh, after I played Islands in the Stream 14,000 times over and over again and singing to it, like driving my family crazy, that night I decided to put in one of my blank cassette tapes to see if I could hear Santa to come by the tree. And I heard Santa. I pushed play record on the, uh, and, and I couldn't believe it. I heard him, I got a bicycle that year and I heard him bringing in the bicycle and it created, my mom was really bossy to him. Yeah, like I guess my mom like knows Santa, it was really cool. Like she's awesome, like she knows everybody. It doesn't surprise me. I'm Katie Quinn, I'm the city's communications and marketing manager. Christmas is always a time of very happy memories for me. Um, on Christmas Eve was when my grandparents would come over and we would exchange gifts and have dinner. And after all that, you know, everybody wanted us to get to bed. And it was a very um, exciting time because my dad would call us to the backyard and we would look out and there would be a glowing red nose in the woods behind our house. And we knew that Rudolph was there waiting for us to get into bed. And so my brothers and I would hurry to get into bed so that Rudolph wouldn't fly away with Santa and we wouldn't miss our window of having gifts delivered. So now as my niece and nephew grew up, Rudolph visits their house at the end of Christmas Eve to be sure that they know that he's waiting for them to get into bed. So earlier we were talking about uh, w when you start listening to Christmas music, and I think another big question that goes right along with that is when does the tree go up? Um, so we'll come back to that question, but re real Christmas tree or fake Christmas tree? Which do you guys prefer? Which do you do? Real. Definitely real. Is that something where you guys like make a thing out of going to get a tree? We do, we do. We go to Penland. Uh, this year it was kind of scary. We almost didn't get a Christmas tree. They ran out that weekend. Oh we gosh. got a Christmas tree. <laughs> wow. We were late getting our Christmas tree because uh, I got sick and it. We it, we just postponed our. Uh, Christmas tradition because tradition we go out and get our Christmas tree uh but the fields were empty it was oh, just wow there were no trees wow um but we always get a Leland Cypress okay ah. and when do y'all usually go we usually go we try to go right after Thanksgiving mm -hmm. that's when we start decorating and everything um but usually it is around like the first of the month um, but just right after Thanksgiving. Cool. I, I always feel like Thanksgiving weekend is the ideal time to mm -hmm. put up a tree. Like Thanksgiving's over. You got a couple of days at home before having to go back to work. Um, growing up, it was always a real tree. And my dad was very much against cutting down real tree. So 
we would and we lived in Pennsylvania so it was cold and snowy the whole family would go to the Christmas tree farm and my dad would dig out the root ball <laughs> of a tree yes. so that we would put it in a bucket in the house and he would um, then plant it in the yard after Christmas that is so cool. was over. That is cool. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah, but I, I remember, I mean, it would take some time to dig out yeah. a root ball of a tree, and we would be sitting there in the cold watching <laughs> poor guy dig. I oh, think, you got, he yeah. just did it. Yeah. You got, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, think, I think as my brothers got a little older, they would help. Um, and then eventually we transitioned over to artificial trees. So my husband and I now have just do artificial. I We always did artificial artificial because i think and still to this day um my family does artificial i my mom like put the fear of everything on earth into me that <laughs> if we had a real tree the lights would catch it on fire <laughs> so i have just it's always been a fake tree um i don't know i just haven't and plus like real tree i just think of i don't know trees and bugs and it freaks mm. me out if there's i don't know but <laughs> it smells really good though yeah, mm. we, we did real trees growing up, and I have just enough allergies to make it uncomfortable. To like, I could I could have it the real tree there, obviously, because we did it growing up. But when I was able to make the decision for myself, I was like, you know, I really don't want to have to deal with that. So we do yeah. an artificial tree. Um, we bought one a few years back. One of the cool things that we do, though, and this I saved this from the tradi- traditions. Can't say that segment for this one. Is each year for Christmas when we put the tree up, which and we put it up in October. Don't don't yell at us. Um, <laughs> we go you do to you, Matthew. Yeah, we. <laughs> I, I run the less taken path. Uh, we go to. It's usually Hobby Lobby, but it could be wherever. And we'll buy one or two ornaments that either remind us of each other or something that happened over the past year. So um, this, I think, my wife got me an ornament with uh that was it said dog dad because i had our dog before we got married and now it's our dog uh and she got me a football ornament because i'm a big sports fan i got her a little cardinal on a birdhouse because she loves to watch the birds outside Mm. and then a little rudolph ornament because you know even even though santa drives and leads the sleigh rudolph lights the way in front of him so every santa has a rudolph Uh, that's a good i like that um that's something we do every year and I, i really like that and that makes putting the tree up so nice because you can say, hey, do you remember why we bought this? Yeah. Or when yeah. we got this ornament. So. We are at the point now where uh, our five-year-old, he's in kindergarten, so he's making the homemade ones. Mm. So I that is super exciting. Um, so he came home last week with two of them. So those are on the tree. But I do, I do like that. But is it on top of the tree? Do you put a star, mm. a bow? What, what What's on the top of your tree? We, we didn't put anything on top growing up. Um, the tree was usually right by the ceiling. And I guess that's in every house. But we just, that wasn't Im- something important we did. Uh, my wife, they did, though. And so it's not not a hill I'm willing to die on. You know, yeah. I will gladly put something on yeah. top of the tree. Um, but honestly, I'm not sure what's on top of the tree right now. <laughs> but there is something there. Katie? Uh, we were star all the way. And okay. then I transitioned to Angel when I was single. And I still had the angel when my husband and I got married and put the tree up for the first time together. And he was, he needed a star up there. So we oh. had to go to the store to buy a star for the for the top of the tree. Do you guys decorate more like around the house too? Yeah. Yes, over the fireplace. 
What goes over the fireplace? Usually garlands. So we have nice, pretty red and green, silver and gold garlands. And we have those fairy lights, you know, those very Mm. thin fairy lights we put up there. And then we have some candles, some little fake candles. And stockings? Rudolph is usually up. We don't hang stockings over our fire because we have a wood fireplace. Oh, okay. So they would burn if (laughs) we put them up there. Not good. Not Not good. good. Not good. Laurie Helms, Marketing Supervisor for Parks, Recreation, and Tourism. When I was a child, my family had a strange occurrence each year with our nativity scene. Many times during the Christmas season, my brother and I would find a sheep on top of the barn. We would giggle and place him back with the other figures. We suspected that Dad was the culprit. He was quite the clown. Each year, this tradition has continued, even in my home as an adult. Somehow, the sheep will migrate to the top of the barn. It's a special memory for me because Dad passed away this year. I'm sure my children will carry on this tradition with their families, and I look forward to telling their children about their great-granddad and how much fun and how loving he was. Amanda Heckroth, Communications and Marketing Coordinator. It's going to be more of a memory. So growing up and still today, Christmas is a big deal in my family. My mom's favorite holiday, which passed down to us, and so she's always gone all out. Probably one of the best memories. At the time, you don't think about it, but looking back, you know, those moments, we always, we would never open up presents Christmas morning without my grandparents who live next door, my mom and pop up. So we would call them at 5 a.m., wake them up, have them come over, come upstairs, get ready. My dad would always have to have coffee ready for my grandfather. Um, And then you always had to wait for dad to set up the camcorder because he recorded every single Christmas morning. Um, So you're just running around, making sure, telling mom and pop up to get upstairs, come on, come on. And then, you know, just sitting there and then seeing dad pull out, you know, this massive camcorder. We had to wait till he was completely set up and ready. And then we would kind of just go at it. So really, it's just looking back on those memories and now having a two-year-old daughter thinking of what of those can I implement into hers and make Christmas that special holiday that I remember growing up with my family. Christmas morning foods. Cinnamon rolls. Monkey bread. Monkey bread. That's kind of like a cinnamon roll. Yeah. Um, We usually do, I have a recipe, and this is the one thing I will make, is a cinnamon roll French toast bake. So it's easy. Or my husband will make waffles and ice cream is... His family tradition. Do you eat them like Ooh. together, like a sandwich? Uh, no, like we'll oh, okay. do like do the Belgian waffle with the ice cream on top, and maybe some sliced bananas. And I've yeah. done it like a sandwich before with okay. Eggos, but it's mm. that's a great. Yeah, great waffles and ice cream is his his family's ultimate like celebration meal for um, birthdays and everything. So that's probably what we'll have on Christmas morning this year. We do cinnamon rolls, and there's usually sausage balls around the house because my mom started that tradition, and then. She would make a casserole of egg, cheese, and sausage Ooh, just kind of together. Casseroles. Yeah, those are good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining and listening uh, to CityCast, and thank you guys for coming on um, and helping us host this. And from us here at the City of Rock Hill, Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas.